Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. Now, today, we will begin to look at Peter's second sermon. This sermon is addressed to the crowd of onlookers that had gathered around Peter and John due to the healing of the beggar. This miracle had taken place at the gate called Beautiful, which was the favorite entrance to the temple court. Apparently, it led from the court of the Gentiles to the court of the women on the east wall of the uh, temple proper. After the lame man had been healed, he entered the temple along with Peter and John, and the sight of him walking and leaping and praising God brought the crowd together. Luke states that they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now we will look at Peter's response to the crowd. And here are verses 12 through 16, our focus for today. And here's what Luke writes. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why look at us, though we, by our own power and godliness, had made this man walk? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant, Jesus, by doing this. I refer to the Jesus whom you rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's determination to release him. You didn't want him freed, this holy, righteous one. Instead, you demanded the release of a murderer, and you killed the author of life, but God brought him back to life again. And John and I are witnesses of this fact, for after you killed him, we saw him alive. Jesus' name has healed this man, and you know how lame he was before. Faith in Jesus' name, faith given us from God, has caused this perfect healing.
Peter is very careful to tell the crowd that this miracle was not done in his own power. He directs this Jewish audience back to the Old Testament. He is going to tell them that if they will turn to God, these prophecies can be fulfilled. Some of the prophecies which these Jewish people would be acquainted with would be, for example, Zechariah 12, verse 10, Ezekiel 36, verses 27 and 28, and Isaiah chapter 35. They should have seen that this lame man was a miniature, a picture of the whole nation. If they would but turn to God, all these promises would be fulfilled. But they were not fulfilled because the nation did not accept the Lord Jesus at that time. They did not repent and turn to him. Peter will invite them to turn to the Lord, but they will refuse. So the time is still to come when this will be fulfilled. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. I just read the first 11 verses of Acts chapter 3. Peter shortly before had told the crowd that God himself accredited Jesus by miracles, wonders, and signs. Now Peter, to confirm the authority of Jesus even after his disappearance, commands an incurably lame man to walk. And he not only walks, but he jumps. This wasn't a fake healing from some put-on sickness. The people had seen this man year after year begging at the gate. Evidently, after this healing, Peter, John, and the now well man went back through the beautiful gate from the court of the women back into the court of the Gentiles, crossed it to a row of colonnades running along the east side of the temple complex just inside the eastern wall. This row of porches, or colonnades, was called Solomon's portico, or Solomon's colonnade. The spectacle of this man walking and jumping created a stir, and the people came running to the colonnade. The word of the healing spread quickly, and a crowd gathered. There was an opportunity for Peter to explain. Here is what he said. Men of Israel... Why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate. Though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Peter said to the crowd, why does this surprise you? The one of whom the prophets have spoken, the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, had come to this planet in Jesus. He had been crucified. He was the author of life, and that author of life had been killed. There's something wrong with that statement. They killed the author of life. Like all the early Christian preachers, Peter emphasized the enormity of the sin of the crucifixion. Then, again like most of the early Christian sermons, he emphasizes the vindication of Jesus because God raised him from the dead. But then Peter focuses on a third point. And that is the power of the risen Lord. The evidence of it was here before them. The lame man was healed. He was walking. He was jumping. The power wasn't in Peter or John. It came from the author of life, Jesus Christ himself, the creator of life. While he had left this dimension for the dimension of eternity, yet he could act here in our world. This miracle was a demonstration that Jesus was alive, and able to act in our dimension. One final point. Peter explains that the power to make this man walk came from God himself, the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, and it came through the person of the living Jesus. That's what in the name of Jesus means. But that power would have been left untapped had Peter or the lame man not believed. It is not always certain to whom faith is attributed to the one who prays or to the one prayed for. When James talked about the prayer of faith, he was referring to the faith of the ones who were praying. Obviously, when the dead were raised, it wasn't their faith that put God's power in motion. It was the faith of those who prayed. Here in this miracle, there is no question about Peter's faith. That's clear. Perhaps the man too believed. And therefore, the power of the name of Jesus was applied to his limbs. Whose ever the faith, whether Peter's or the lame man's, it is simple faith in the name of Jesus that releases God's power to heal. It is that simplicity over which many people stumble. It's too easy. It's too simple. But simple trust and faith is all it takes to be healed spiritually. As someone wrote, just mention his name. Every eye shall see, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to the glory of God that Jesus is Lord. Oh, 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 oh.
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.